The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode is brought to you by The Skinny Confidential. How fitting. Guess what? We launched the new tool for your morning routine. This tool is going to take your life to the next level. This tool is something that I've been doing every single day for years. It's something I created. And how I created it was I basically made an Excel sheet of every successful person that I ever interviewed and read about. And then I created my own planner prompt. And I would do this prompt every day and I would show you guys on stories. I wrote about it on the blog. I even did a podcast on it. So you can get the prompt for free. But I decided that I wanted to package it for you guys. I wanted a buttery soft matte pink and lilac spiraled planner. And I wanted it to be something that you could implement into your morning routine. You're ice rolling, you're facial massaging, you're using your Skinny Confidential depuffing oil, and now you have another tool, and that is a planner. And this planner particularly is going to take your day to the next level. It's those mini habits that you do every day that really make success. I wanted to make sure it was spiral on the side because I wanted it to lay open. So annoying when it closes. So this one lays open. There's a note from me. You get these really cute stickers. Like They're so cute. You're going to want them on your phone case too. And then you have your prompt every day. The best part of this planner though is there's no date. So you can start today. You can start tomorrow. You could do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and skip the rest of the week, whatever you want to do. It's the perfect planner. So what's in it? Each day, it's those little micro habits. So you're going to have your skincare routine, of course, that you write out. You have the podcast, book, workout, meditation of the day. You have your Ivy Lee method to-do list. You have your weekly micro goals basically all the things to take it to the next level. Your gratitude, your intentions. It's one page. It's quick. It takes five minutes. And I'm telling you, you're going to love it. It's $35, but we have a code for you. All you have to do is go to shopskinnyconfidential.com and use code PINKPLANNER for 10% off. I know every single person who's been following along is going to love the Hot Minute Planner. You're just going to freak. I'm so excited. I recently just did a masterclass with the guru of skin himself, Dr. Dennis Gross, and he broke down why every single person needs vitamin C. He has the best vitamin C. It's a vitamin C that I have been using for as long as I can remember, even before I met him. And he sort of did like a 2.0 of it. It's Dr. Dennis's vitamin C lactic, and it's going to give you firmer, brighter, stronger skin. The best part is, though, it helps with hyperpigmentation so much. I cannot even tell you. Michael does not struggle from hyperpigmentation. He's a lucky bitch. But he notices that it helps with fine lines and wrinkles. And this is a really easy product to manipulate your husband or boyfriend into. It's just like so easy. It's like add some vitamin C. Everyone needs it to reduce dark spots and hyperpigmentation. And also it reduces wrinkles. It's like a very easy product. So the lactic acid is the move. And it just is a high-performing vitamin C. Dr. Dennis broke it down in the masterclass. He's also been on the podcast multiple times and has talked about the importance of this. In the masterclass, too, he said if you're going to use one other tool with your vitamin C, you should check out the LED masks. He's like all about it, especially if you have acne. It has like a lot of things in the LED light that kills bacteria. So those are the two products that he recommends my personal favorite, I shout this out every single time I talk about Dr. Dennis Gross, is the Blue Tub. And it's an oil-free moisturizer, and I use it under my makeup, and it gives me bouncy skin. So those are the Dr. Dennis Rex, and they have a code for you. You are going to use code SKINNY at checkout. You get 20% off your first purchase 
That is such a major discount. You can visit drdennisgross.com for more information. Like I said, the products that you want to check out are the vitamin C lactic. You want to get the LED mask, maybe the neck mask, and then definitely that oil-free moisturizer. Use code SKINNY at checkout and enjoy. All right, let's get into the show. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha. On the bathroom floor, I thought it was dying. I didn't know if I was ODing. I didn't know, you know, and I didn't die. And I woke up and I thought, okay, I've got a second chance. I now believe rock bottom moments are sometimes the most beautiful because you you have to relearn. You have to look at what you've done up until then and say, okay, what did not work? But I started taking a look at living with intention versus living by everybody else's intention. How are you gonna self-actualize and fully express yourself in life? I think you guys are going to absolutely love this episode. We're talking about female empowerment. We're talking about beauty tips, hacks, housewives. We're talking about rising from the ashes like a phoenix. That's right. We have Tiffany Hendra on the podcast. Guys, a little backstory. She's been on the blog before, but when I first sort of met her in quotes, I was casually stalking YouTube and found her raving about It Cosmetics CC Cream. And if you have followed along for a while, you know I have been raving about It Cosmetics CC Cream. She was putting it on like fresh out of the shower. She had beautiful skin. The video was like so candid and like real. And I just fell in love with how she was talking about this product and with her. So I did some digging. I bought It Cosmetics CC Cream, fell in love with it, still use it to this day. And looked into her because I wanted her to come on the blog. She really does it all. She's a TV personality. She was on Real Housewives of Dallas. She's a model, a female empowerment coach, entrepreneur, beauty and wellness junkie, and a wife. And in this episode, we talk everything, like I said, from beauty, health, wellness. We talk about rising to your full potential, routines, and sobriety. It's a great interview. It goes everywhere. You're going to love it. On that note, let's welcome Tiffany to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her podcast. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. We were talking off air, but I would love for you to speak on this because I notice a lot of people on TikTok are sober curious and Mm. you actually dove in head first. Mm -hmm. So first, can you sort of give us the lay of the land with your journey with alcohol, with drugs, whatever that was and how you're here today sober? Sure. And I don't use the term sober, just FYI, I think it gives people this connotation and then they're nervous to be around you. And they're like, I've had people, well, I'm going to have a drink. Is it going to trigger you? So I don't even use the term. I don't like labels. So going back at 16, I was raped. Immediately went downhill. I started drinking, doing everything, and then jumped to actually living in Austin in the early 90s. Started experimenting with ecstasy and things like that. And because I didn't heal from the sexual assault, I it's just a slippery slope like anything else. What are you going to do to numb that pain, shove it down? And I was quickly in L.A. I was the girl up in Barfly on Friday night looking for the guy with the bump. So 2002, that's a long story we can say for another time. But I did hit rock bottom in a West Hollywood bathroom. I was abusing opiates, doing coke. I was doing everything but heroin, I tell people. And I had that come to Jesus moment on the bathroom floor, got up and then jumped to housewives 
with the carafe. Like, did you know that Fireball has like such a big bottle? They have it has a handle. <laughs> so I had that in the fridge to be able to get through the confessionals. And it just made me so inflamed to where I couldn't get out of bed. I was so ill. And I just got to the point. I was like, how bad do I want to serve women? How bad? I was starting a coaching business and thought, women are paying me good money. You know, when you wake up just after one glass of wine, sometimes you're just a little foggy. Yeah. Yeah. I like to be clear. Is that how you feel now after New York? No, no. I mean, I just, uh, no, as I've gotten older and especially with kids, like I always say, they don't care what you were doing the night before they're up. And so it's, it's too hard now. Yeah. So women are paying me good money to help guide them on their life. So it was 2000, what was it? 2018. And I went eight months. And I was like, I feel freaking amazing. I am so clear. The bloat is gone. My skin looks better. I'm getting divine downloads. My meditations were so vivid. And I don't claim sober because if a girlfriend has an important birthday, I'm going to cheers and have maybe half a glass of champagne. And that's enough for me. So going back to when you lived in L.A., you were a, a top model in L.A. I mean, well, I'm five, seven. You were a pretty big model. From what, from what I did a I've, lot. Yeah, I you did, did a lot. lot. I had a great career. Yeah, I'm very blessed. Was when you with the drug use and the alcohol was that? Ha- did it have to do with modeling and the pressure of it, or no? Part of it, part of it. But when you have a trauma, you guys talk a lot, and I love that you're really opening this conversation about healing trauma. When you have a trauma at 16, and then you're going and seeking anything, fame, fortune, men, the bad boys, anything that was toxic, I was drawn to. I was overspending at Fred Siegel. I was, you know, doing all those things and even working, overworking. It was more about what can I do to not think about any of my issues and put on this facade. And so numbing alcohol, really anything, food. I was a binger. I had eating disorders. I would I would starve myself before a photo shoot, swim, you know, working with Brooke, Brooke Burke and all these people and literally go through Taco Bell, Wendy's and every place at La Brea. <laughs> La Brea and Sunset, and then binge. At this point, when you're in LA, are you in close contact with your parents? Are you telling them what's going on or did they have no idea? Oh, they had no idea. Did you have a good relationship with your parents? I have a, I have a good, I don't have a great relationship. I'm the oldest and very independent. And the shame coming from, I, I was raised in Houston by, you know, God-fearing people, salt of the earth people. My dad's Japanese. So he's like the typical, you know, just unemotionally great dad, put a roof over our heads, but unemotionally available. And so, hell no, you're not going to tell your parents and go home and talk about what had just happened to you. My parents, my mom didn't know until I was 31. And when I hit rock bottom, I did not tell a soul that I was raped from 16 to 31. No one. So that's part of my advocacy, like advocate for yourself, talk to somebody like you guys are so fortunate that you have these apps and you know people you can call and everyone's talking about therapy on TikTok but back then you didn't talk about this stuff you hid it and then you you just let everybody believe you know whatever facade that you wanted to put on so it was very very damaging so looking back wh- let's say you could tell your 16 year old self advice what would you tell that person because maybe there's someone who's listening that's struggling with with a sort of like a secret like this and it has shame surrounding it what would you tell that person to do own your shame we know dr hawkins talks about that's the lowest vibration and you know emotion own it push past it find a confidant whether it's someone a friend even if i could have i was always kind of the the go-to girlfriend i was the strong one so who was i supposed to go to 
And yes, cultivate a great enough relationship with your parents. Get a mentor. I, I mentored teenage girls for this reason. It would have been great if I had a mentor that I could have told. But speak up. Speak up. Advocate for yourself. It's so interesting to me that I talk to so many women that talk about being raped or sexually assaulted, and they talk about how there's so much shame involved. And it's so crazy because it's not their fault. Right. It, which is like, it's so wild that that you felt like that for so long yeah. to me. Well, because I was already modeling. I was on in Houston. I was on all the, t- you know, the commercials and the local newspapers and and everyone at school knew I was a model. And so I had this already kind of created this persona and I flirted with him. He was he was a football player and I had a curfew. It was after a game Friday night and I was more afraid of my dad and he offered to take me home and then lock me in the car. Oh, my God. Yeah. So and then by Monday morning, what do you think he did? He bragged about it to the whole school. So what I did, I had my first panic attack, didn't know what was happening. Because everyone's getting this information oh, yeah. from I his was, mouth. Yeah, people are coming up to me, whore, slut, I can't believe you, you know, with him and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't know what was happening to me. You know, the elephant on your chest, you can't breathe, seeing stars. Went to the nurse and called my mom and said, you have to check me out of the school right now. Don't ask me why. And I sat outside and she did. And did not know why until I was 31 years old. Wow, though, that's amazing that she checked yeah. you out. There's a lot of moms that wouldn't. I, I say that a lot about my mom and just maybe hearing it in my voice, trusting her intuition. Yeah. So after you had your overdose in L.A., was that an epiphany for you? Big time. So what did Big you time. do to sort of change your life from that moment? And, and just to get a clear picture, were you a functioning drug user like yes. meaning like okay so oh, you, yeah. you were getting shit done stuff. oh yeah i was getting you know 16 hour days at the studios and modeling and and all of that you know opiates are a slippery slope i had a little i had a bunch of moles i'm really moly and they i don't know why they gave me a, the the biggest bottle of vicodin that you could get Ugh. and so i started experimenting i like oh a half a vicodin with two glasses of wine oh that's good it's like ecstasy you know and so, yeah, I was functioning. Yeah, I think that's like some of, you know, we've had, we've talked about on the show, we've had addicts in our family and we've had people close to our life that we've talked about this subject so many times. But I think when people look on the outside, like they have it together or they have a career or they look a certain way, everyone's like, oh, they're fine. Mm-hmm. Right. And th- that's the most dangerous because you're also getting validation from people saying like, Absolutely. oh, you're fine. You're good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the same thing where you think of like an addict on the street or somebody who's not functioning. Like, oh, that person needs help. People think you're just, you're all good. So maybe yeah. they don't even think about bringing it up with you. Well, and I had, you know, you think of all of the layers of things. I was a perfectionist. So I, and I was still the go-to girl. I was still the strong one that all my friends came to. So me, a hot mess on the inside, slowly dying. But on the external, had it all together. Yeah, not to generalize Asians or Japanese. So my grandma's full Japanese. I don't know if you know that. Ah, like full. Mine and, too. Yeah, so you're quarter. I'm quarter. My mom's so half. I'm quarter too. Yeah. And my so, dad's half. But I think about, you know, my gra- even my grandma, she's not like, what, 94? And she just came over for dinner and she was yelling at my aunt about the way she was holding our child. Right. And still, like, it's still to this day, <laughs> yes. like, it's it's never enough. It's like, oh, that could be better. Yes. Improve. And and yes. I think there's a, there's a lot of pressure. Maybe passed down to you a little bit. No, no. But <laughs> when you talk about perfectionism, and I'm sure a lot of people listening, like, you have those kind of parents where it's like, instead of saying good job, it's always like, oh, it could have been a little, it could have been oh, better. Yeah. Right. It's not like that was really great what you did. It's like, ah, oh, you should have done this to make it even better than yeah. it was. Right? Rarely praised. Yeah. Rarely praised. Never told I was, my sister and I never, I don't think we've ever, and I love my dad. I've had such healing. I can now say in my speaking speaking engagement a few years ago, I blurted out, my dad's been my greatest greatest teacher. And there's mega narcissism. There's, sure. you know, all this stuff. 
on top of he is a redneck Japanese man. That's an interesting combination. Yes, very. And never were told we were beautiful or smart. You know what's I, I have a love-hate relationship with that kind of upbringing because in some ways I think it serves me where I don't need a lot of outside validation, right? Because you kind of almost have to validate yourself yes. as you're growing up. Yeah. And then other ways I'm like, oh, maybe that's nice. But I always tell her, you know, it's something that I have to work at in our relationship, like giving that verbal validation yeah. because I didn't, and not that I had a great childhood, but it not in that way where it's like, I wasn't getting that verbal validation mm-hmm. really like ever, right? And so it served me in ways that like I can support myself and feel confident with who I am and not need a lot of that outside yeah. noise. But sometimes I think, huh, like I wonder what it would have been like if it was different. Oh, absolutely. What's your love language? Probably, what is it? She acts says acts of service. service is what okay. she says. what's yours? Mine's everything. No, hers is... Mine, I, I'm too. It depends too. what day it is, yeah. And thank God I married a man that affirms me every day. Like my the making up for the lack of what my dad didn't say. My husband is like all day long every day telling me, you know. Do you, oh, do you ever feel wow, like a... Tiffany, <laughs> giving you some tips, Michael so, Bostick. Well, sometimes I even get a little bit uncomfortable when people give me compliments yeah right i'm like That's a, uh, a receiving yeah receiving is i know I, I i'm still on that journey yeah so going back anyways not about uh, me you, you were going at you were going to tell us about after you had that moment when you had overdosed what the next day what did that look like did you immediately change your life was it slow if someone's oh my gosh, looking it's been to so change, slow yeah tell us like what happened after that moment on the bathroom floor i thought i was dying i, I didn't know if i was ODing. i didn't know what and I was raised in church, turned my back on all spirituality, completely disconnected. And I just was like, God, please, please don't let me down this dirty bathroom. You know, the bath, you know, in West Hollywood, they're built in the 30s. It was probably like baby pink or puke yellow tile. I'm like, please don't let me die. My face is like, you know, smashed up against the floor. And I thought, you know, and I didn't die. And I woke up and I thought, okay, what I've been doing, like, this is a great moment. And the term spiritual awakening wasn't in my rhetoric at that time. And I thought, okay, I've got a second chance. I now believe rock bottom moments are sometimes the most beautiful because you you have to relearn. You have to look at what you've done up until then and say, okay, what did not work? And so it was a long journey. It was a long journey. It's still a journey. But I started taking a look at living with intention versus living by everybody else's intention, whether it's parents, whether it's casting directors and modeling agents or what your friends are doing. What do you want to do with your life? The gifts that God gave you. What are you how are you going to self-actualize and fully express yourself in life? So it's been a journey of that. What was the modeling industry like when you were in it? Like what the nitty gritty we had, we've had a lot of, you know, models on here and they say all different kinds of things. Mm-hmm. It's, I can imagine it's almost like how social media is now, but in a microcosm. Because there's Absolutely. so much. Absolutely, you hit the nail media. on the yeah. You hit the nail on the head. It's you are. You, I mean, I can't even imagine if social media was around when I was in the midst of that. I do want to say it was awesome because I got to see the world three times over. This small town girl, I was. My first house was a trailer. I have gotten to see the world, the most beautiful places. If it, I, I don't know that I would have without modeling, but. It is one of the most soul sucking. And I love fashion. I love the whole industry. I love the creativity. I love makeup artists. I love the sets. But the way you are objectified, the way you literally are going in and you're competing. So the competition that we have, right? Scrolling that we feel every day. If we're not really in love with ourselves, you're comparing yourself to everyone. You're going in and a hundred girls, like a cattle, it is a cattle call. And and that's how you are going to be able to pay your rent, hoping that you're picked. So it's 
It's like nothing else I've ever experienced. I just read My Body by Emily Ratajkowski, and I was mm. blown away at the stories that she was telling of like men asking her to do the most inappropriate things, taking off her clothes. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Just like... And, and it's almost like what you just said. It's like you have to do it because you're you have to do like what they ask because they're the, they're the picker. Yeah. Did you have moments where you're just like, this is so crazy that I'm doing this? Like, can you remember something where it was just like nuts? Many moments. Oh, my gosh. Again, going back to self-love, looking back. That's why I want. I mean, you guys have a daughter, not just showing her love, but so that she loves herself. Yeah. Enough that when you're in those moments that you're like, no. Let me, I'm not taking off my top. You don't need to see my titties to get this job. This has nothing to do, right? So, but you're so, so many of these girls we are, we're, we're seeking something else that we weren't getting. And not all models. I mean, plenty of models that have healthy relationships with themselves and their families, but I didn't. So I was seeking, begging, thirsty, hungry, starving for validation, for recognition. See me, hear me. So the see me part with the body See me, <laughs> you know, and that's really unfortunate. There were a lot of crazy things. Never did the casting couch. I can like hand on the Bible. Thank God. I never went that route. I mean, it's no. the stories. If anyone wants to read, like she tells these stories and it's, it's real. Casting couch is like, you, it's you very have to real. Do Blow them. Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, no. She tells stories like yeah. where she like went to, she would go to someone's house to do a shoot. And like they said, it was like a studio and it's like their yeah. house. Yeah. And like a lot of that went on. There are also another story where someone took all these photos of her naked and it was supposed to be like a test shoot. And then the guy came out with a book. Oh, my gosh. Of the photos that he came out with a book. With her. her with the, oh. Without. She didn't make a dime because he owned the photos. Oh, and she signed the release or whatever. She signed the wow. release. Oh, no. And the photos were just supposed to be like, like, just like test photos. And the photo, he did a whole entire book about her and she didn't get one dime. I'm so glad that she's telling the story yeah. because the more we can talk about this, because it it can be, a, I mean, you love fashion, you love beauty. This industry is not going away. It's multi-billion dollar industry. So if we can educate girls and empower them to love themselves so that they can, you know, advocate for themselves in those moments. So you know what? This doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right. But you're so disconnected that you're just like, oh, you see me, you know. It's almost like the, you you need to learn to be incredibly self-aware of what works for you and what doesn't yes. work for you. If there is one good thing about social media and the way we all engage now online and see things, it's like I think it is harder now for, I don't want to say, but people like that to get away with these kind of practices, mm -hmm. right? Because there's a big flashlight that's shined on them yeah. if they try to do that yeah. nowadays. Yeah, right? that like, is a really good thing. Now, yeah. the, the picker is no longer the guy with his gut hanging out. Yeah. It's, it's the picker <laughs> is the audience. Well, especially awesome. now, like the, like anybody that's engaging in that kind of behavior has to know that it just takes one person to, yeah. to name them and yeah. the internet will just eat you alive yeah. Yeah. as they True. should. True. Yeah, that's actually a nice feeling, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. Yeah. When did you meet your husband? Because I know you guys, uh, you guys have been together for a while, like yeah. Michael and I. Yeah, 18 years. And it's so funny. I get giddy still talking when I'm asked about him. I was actually dating his friend. <laughs> I was dating his friend. And we were two hot messes on it, like Hot Mess Express. That didn't last long. But I had met him and he was on a big record label. They put him up in the Hollywood Hills in a mansion. So I would be like doing blow in his bathroom. And he was like a good guy. And I was still attracted to the bad boys. I mean, the more toxic, the better. About a year later, after I'd hit rock bottom, which was actually 20 years ago this spring, 
I came to Dallas. I came to Texas to sober up and put myself through kind of what I call a self-imposed rehab. I was celibate. I didn't even drink alcohol, nothing. And started, I mean, I bawled literally for 45 days. It was so cathartic. I just started, it was the first time I told anyone I was raped and went back. I was ready to go back to LA and ran into him on Beverly Drive. And I wasn't a Beverly Hills girl, but I, my manager was in Beverly Hills officing and came down the stairs, ran into him when we were married four months later. Oh. We literally ran into each other and I was like, his hair had grown out a little bit. He had this swagger. I love when their hair grows out a little I know. bit. That's he had a, the boy band, yeah. like, you know, in sync hair when I first met him. Same with Michael. Oh my God, I know exactly. And then, that like, that was a style for a while. No, but no, you're just was. like, Argh. and then you see Especially him with their the hair 90s. growing out a little in bit. In the 90s, for yes. sure. Yes. yes. Thank God that we're over that phase because maybe you, I'll bring it back. No, Michael had the like spikes. No, so did Aaron. Oh. Yeah, he had, and it was tipped with did. like blonde. Oh, yes. Please. I never got to the frosted tips because I couldn't figure out how to do it. But thank God. That was a thing for a minute. I would have done if I knew yeah, how. Yeah, but then when the hair grows out a little bit. And no, he was gone. like, oh my gosh. And it was one of those moments, I know it sounds so cliche, but we were standing there talking and it was like, ah, you know, the heavens opened up, the angels were singing and we just had this instant like, hey. And we were both so myopic about our careers. I never thought in a million years. So it was funny because, you know, he was just like, we got to do this. I can't go. We were making tuna, tuna fish sandwich in the kitchen. I can't go another day without being married to you. So we got married at the end of the Santa Monica Pier. Very, very cute. Yeah. And you guys, are, I mean, we, I saw a little bit of it on Housewives, which we'll get to, but it, yeah. was, it seems like a very sweet, stable relationship. Yes. It's, I would not be where I am without him because I knew I was in such a, still the beginning state, like toddler stages of healing and getting to know myself. There was no way that I could be, I wouldn't be here. He is so rock solid that when I'm freaking out or whatever, I always say right now, I'm all about sacred nervous system. Like, does somebody calm your nervous system or not? And I, I no longer call people toxic. I'm like, let's not put the labels. So back then it was like, he would walk through the room still to this day, he'll come home and walk through the room and I could be in my head or geeking out about something. And he's my human volume. He calms my, he is so grounding. I wouldn't be here without him. He sounds like a winner. Why don't you talk like about like the, chicken uh, dinner? Talk, winner, you winner. should talk like about me about like this. You, <laughs> you ground me, but you sometimes are not sacred on my nervous system. Uh, okay, <laughs> well, well. Not, Aaron's not perfect. Sometimes like when I started really focusing on this and not drinking and now he's doing one year, no alcohol. He's finished, I think, in December and he's like all, all the IPAs lined out. But um, <laughs> he comes in and I'm like, boop, 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 like back it up like the truck. I'm like, oh, you're coming in hot. That's what Michael did. I and know you got to back it up and clear it and come back in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to use that yes. so much. Like clear it. Sometimes they'll just be like, I'm disen disengaging. Yeah. I'm unsubscribed from this conversation. <laughs> I'm not available. I was I'm, not, no, I'm not, I've got A, B and C to do. And then you can we can regroup. Yeah. Yeah, you we, have to put we could not be more opposite in terms of like that kind of energy. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm coming in more hot sensitive, though. To I've it. Well, I've had to because like it was just I realized it was too much. Right? I mean, well, you're building an empire. You guys are building an empire. That's so like there's there's energy that right but it's how are you being responsible for it a lot of people right? don't know this and I've, I've had my fair share of party days but i've never done cocaine in my entire life mm. like ever and the only reason it's not because like i'm scared of it i just know that that type of thing with me i would probably fucking love it yeah because i like to go fast and i'm like if i ever got into that world of things like i would probably never stop because i love that feeling of yeah. going fast and it is it's the frontal lobe like on fire and best conversations and that's why attorney like high-powered 
people love it because it just makes you, you just go yeah. fast. I yeah. will say though about cocaine, cocaine is not what it used to be. Like cocaine back in the sixties was pure cocaine. How the hell do you know? <laughs> because I just know I'm not, I don't like cocaine and that's not my, my thing. It's, it's not, it just, I don't like how it makes you feel. It makes you shit your pants. Cause it's, it's laser baby laxatives. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not even cocaine now. Yeah. I had a dad that grew up like he was, he's, you know, grew up in that era. And so he would always tell me, he's like, Hey, whatever you are going to do, it's not going to be like what everybody right. used, to, used to glamorize and talk yeah. about. Yeah. The know? frequency of cocaine compared, I was telling Michael the other day to the frequency of mushrooms, like mushrooms and psychedelics and plant medicine are on like one side. Cocaine is on the totally different yeah. end of the room. Yeah. So I think it's just like, you know, the frequency of cocaine is a lot. I agree with you. And I love that you said that because that's something else to pay attention to. Everything, everything from the water you drink. What's the frequency of the water you drink, right? So like any drugs, if you're using them, I know plant medicine's huge. I haven't even gone down that route because I, I mean, I've done every, I haven't even tried a Xanax because it has been 20 years. So I am so sensitive. Like what am I putting and what portal is that going to open? The opioids like, are you know, scary. Scary. Especially scary. Xanax. People think Xanax is one of the, the most dangerous. Oh, is it an opioid? Well, I don't know if it's considered an it, But it, it is addictive. It it's is a addictive. Barbiturate, I, yeah, it's, I, think, but, I don't know how to say yeah, it. Yeah, it's dangerous. People a benzo? You know. And what I tell women that come to me and I start coaching them, you know, a lot of people take them, they, they pop them like TikToks, they're in the bag. God gave us breath. Five, and I know that you you both practice that. Five long diaphragmatic breaths equivalent are equivalent to what your body, your nervous system, to a Xanax. Let's talk about stress. Two out of three people report feeling extreme stress and it's affecting their sleep and their overall health. So we had the opportunity of interviewing the founder of Just Thrive and a microbiologist, and they broke this down. So if you want to know more about the, the impact that stress has on your immune system, digestive, respiratory, cardiovascular system, you can listen to that episode. But they recommended this supplement called Just Calm. And it's by Just Thrive, which is the probiotic brand that I use. And the Just Calm is a psychobiotic. So it goes in tandem with the probiotic. And basically, it's a new class of products that utilize good bacteria to support your best mood and emotional health. And it just helps you turn down the noise and turn up the calm. I like to take this at night if I'm going to take it. And I like to take my probiotic in the morning. And then I just feel like my gut is functioning. So if you're feeling stressed and you are taking a probiotic and you want to add something to your supplement lineup, you got to check out Psychobiotics. We break it all down in that episode with the founder of Just Thrive and the microbiologist if you want to know more information. Of course, we have a code for you as always with Just Thrive. They're so generous with their codes. You get 15% off and you get the dynamic duo bundle. So you get the probiotic and the psychobiotic. You can also shop any of their other scientifically proven products when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use code SKINNY at checkout. And just so you guys know, I'm very serious about the probiotic that I take. I made sure this one actually survives the trip to the gut. I wanted non-GMO, vegan, all the things, and that is this brand. So you're going to go to justthrivehealth.com and use code SKINNY. The psychobiotic and the probiotic is the move. Michael has taught me all about money. And he's really, really good with managing money. I, me, not so much. And he has raved about 
wealth front. So basically, he explained to me that federal interest rates have been going up this year, which means banks have been earning more on your savings. And he was like, where is all that extra money going? And through that question, we found out that according to the FDIC, the average U.S. bank has only raised their rates to 0.17% this year, while Wealthfront is now offering their clients a rate that's 15 times higher with the Wealthfront cash account. So you have a choice here. You can let your bank keep the extra money that they're making, or you can move your savings to a high-yield account like Wealthfront, and you earn 2.55% APY. This is a great way to start learning more about money and being smart with money. I think it's an easy place to start. And it was so easy for me to sign up. You get unlimited transfers that are completely fee free and up to $1 million in FDIC insurance through partner banks. There are no account fees. There's no minimum balance. And if you sign up at wealthfront.com slash skinny, you get a free $50 bonus with an initial deposit of $500. The point is, and Michael's point is, is don't let your bank keep the interest that you could be earning. Be smart about it. You can join nearly half a million people who already use Wealthfront to earn 15 times more than the average USA bank. All right, let's do this. You're going to go to Wealthfront.com slash skinny to get started and get your free $50 bonus. That's Wealthfront.com slash skinny. This has been a paid endorsement for Wealthfront. And thanks, Michael, for all the tips. You're helping me. You're helping us. I want to talk all about hormones and your wellness journey. But before we get into that, I want you to tell me what your experience was with Housewives. I really enjoyed watching you on the show. Thank you. But I can say after meeting a lot of the Housewives that it seems behind the scenes that it's one, a lot of fucking work. It's a lot more work than it looks like. And two, it's a lot of stress and energy that you're taking on that you wouldn't have in normal life. Yeah. I want to preface with I am so grateful for it. I did it with the intention to help Aaron's music. I mean, he's thriving doing music in Dallas, and it's not a it's not a music town. And for Sanctuary Style, that was my YouTube channel. I wanted to graduate it into something bigger, a bigger platform. And watching what Bethany did, I was like, okay, I like I like her program. Like she's one to follow, right? <sighs> it, but it was I'm so grateful for it. But it was the of everything in my career. It was the most challenging, soul damaging difficult situation I've ever been in. And for that, I am one bad bitch because I went through it. And for that, I I would go through it again. It was so hard. But on the other side, I've done the fire walk with Tony Robbins. Like, what is on the other side of it? What I've gained and the woman I've become because of it, if that was the path, so be it. But it was, you are waking up at three o'clock in the morning. Did she really say that? Oh my gosh. What, what is your comeback going to be, right? And I don't operate like that. I had brought back my spiritual Australian musician to Texas. I had done all of this inner work, inner child work, therapy, you know, all of these things, hiking my ass off of Runyon. Runyon Canyon was like my like church. And here I am in this situation. Literally six months after we moved to Dallas, I started auditioning. And like, we didn't know it was Housewives. So when you say you had a bottle of fireball to get through it because it was so much stress on your nervous system that you just were like, I need a drink. Yeah. No, you have to drink to get through it. And I think that, of course, with the toxicity of the inflammation that stress causes. So that's why, you know, being around stressful people, how are they around, you know, your nervous system? 
And then you throw alcohol, binging, and it triggered my eating disorder again. And I had been cool with that for like 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. I found myself up in Taco Bell. Like I could not believe what it triggered in me. Is it because you see yourself on TV and you like, because I know the camera adds 15 pounds. You're like, I don't like what I see. Or or was it because it was so oh, much stress? No, no, it had nothing to do with weight or anything. It was just the stress, the stress and taking you back again. I had come, oh, I, had, I had just a long ways to be enlightened, but I had come so far to be thrown back into these situations it's it's right? so interesting that you say that because that's exactly why I wouldn't do it. What you just said. And I've actually never articulated this. Yeah. It's because to do a show like that is to like be thrown back yes. into the high school bullshit yeah. when you've worked so hard to yeah. progress past it. Yeah. That when you do a show like that, it, a part of you feels like you're just being pulled back in. It is. It's, to it's what you've worked to get. It's out a vortex. Of. It is a negative vortex. And I'm not perfect. I get triggered. I've got right? I mean, (laughs) Japanese are like some, there's some strong people. So like my dad, I've got this fiery, uh, he's an Aries, I'm a Leo. I've got a fiery personality on the show. It wasn't a glamorous moment, but I'm almost gotten a fist fight. I've never gotten in a fist fight with anyone. And I almost tried to kick somebody's ass. (laughs) That is not me, right? So you are obviously responsible. I'm responsible, but you are put in a situation, you sign the contract, they are giving you alcohol. You're getting all this left and right from all these women. And then, yes, you are seeing it in their confessionals and what they're saying about you. And that was part of the hardest for me. Well, and I feel like there's obviously some you. kind of pressure to engage in that kind of behavior and activity. Because if not, it's like you're not good. Oh, I was terrible. Right? I'm terrible for reality TV. I am such a peacemaker. I, I fight for the peace. Like, I want to keep the peace. And peacemakers make very poor. Reality TV. How does that work when you said when you, it, what they said about you? Is it like you you would watch the show like a viewer, like everyone else, and then hear what they said about you and be like, oh my god? Or do, did you? See yeah, you th- you think high school and what I said about the bullying that I experienced at sixteen. So it's heightened, right? You're on TV. It's like all the things are added to it, and these women are acting like your friends, and because we didn't know it was housewives. You guys, it was a working title. No, but I was friends with Kelsey and Camille back when they were married. I did a show for them. I lived around the corner from Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant. Like I knew all about it, but we weren't named housewives until after we wrapped filming. So what did you think it was? Or just think we, d- or how did they present it? A, a working title of how to, how to make it in Dallas and ladies of London was getting really popular and we were going to be the first ladies of iteration in the state. So we were going to be ladies of Dallas. That's what was very charity driven. When you're around these girls and you really are wanting to make friends, I really did just move there. I wanted, you know, I felt like a fish out of water. I was the LA chick that, you know, I'd rock my Steve Madden's and feel confident and everyone else is, you know, driving their cars and, you know, the Louboutins and all the things. And I'm like, I'm happy as pie in my Steve Madden's. And on the confessionals, they are trashing you. Just but going in, in. In person and, you know, in these that you're becoming friends. So it was, it was a shit show. So after housewives, is that when you decided to get sober or was this, is this closer to now? No, it was, it was after it was actually about a year and a half. I was so ill. I was so sick. In fact, I, I showed a photo recently of the reunion. I was so sick. I had, you know, when you're high, highly inflamed, 
moving to Texas, I don't know if you guys experienced or still going through the allergies and your body getting used to the allergies. In the first year, that was it was really brutal. Yeah. Now it's so, something passed, but yeah, it was constantly drippage and would create bronchitis. So I was sick constantly on antibiotics, and now I don't believe in antibiotics, but I I was sick for the reunion. I was hopped up, had fireball in a flask in my dressing room, and I was on cold medicine. And I got to the point where I was literally like feeling as if I was arthritic. I had a like bad hip. My back was constantly hurting. And one day I could not get out of bed. And I'm a doer. And Aaron's like, babe, stay in bed. Just rest. And I'm like, I literally, and I, I wouldn't say I was suicidal, but I had this moment of like, I'm done. I am like, my body is shutting down. And I was drinking. I mean, it was like clockwork, five o'clock, start drinking. And that's how I got through the show. And it just continued. And so it was another rock bottom moment. I think a lot of people that are on these reality shows use alcohol as a, as a crutch. And I, I mean, listen, I get it. Yeah. It seems like a lot of stress. It's not normal habitat. No, to be it's put. not. It's just not normal. It's like not. I can understand. So is that the moment that you decided that you were done? That moment when you couldn't get out of bed? That moment. And I was really, women were like, my side hustle was this coaching. And I, I, I just thought, okay, am I, am I going to do this? Imposter syndrome. Who am I to coach anybody? So I had to go through a year-long coaching program and women were wanting to hire me. And I did. I had that moment of clarity of, am I going to show up fully for these women? You know, if they're seeking my guidance, like how dare I take their money and only get, they get a quarter of me or half of me because I'm foggy, right? And my body was inflamed. I was not my best self. So it was a combination of my body shutting down and, and how am I going to serve? Well, I, you're only getting 50%. So I decided, I said, I started off with six months. My husband and I did six months and I felt so good. I, I went another until my birthday in August and I had a little champagne for my birthday that year. And you look amazing. Thank you. Pain. And I was 44. So ladies, I'm such an advocate. I'm like, so you know, we're on the other end of the spectrum. You're having babies and I just went through menopause, but I wish I would have heard this conversation at 38 to 40 because at 44, not only was I going through the inflammation of drinking and the, the negativity so heavy in my body, but I was going through perimenopause and I didn't know it. So I felt like a truck, like a Mack truck. Oh my God. Me. Well, first I want to give you a compliment. You posted a YouTube and I don't know how I found it, and I talked about this when you were on my blog of you applying it cosmetics to your face. You're fresh out of the shower. The lighting is like it was like it wasn't like lit or professional or anything. You're putting on this foundation and you're just talking about it. You sold me on this foundation to this day. I still use this exact foundation. The way that you sold it was so influential. It was oh, it was impressive. You. Like coming I, from you, my God. No, it was very wow. very. It, you weren't trying to sell it. You were just talking about it. And anyways, that's when I first started like really following you. Mm. You're very personable and influential, so I can see why a lot of women follow you. Thank you. What do you think? What, what do you think that is about you? Like, what do you think people are so attracted to you? Because you do have a lot of clients I know that looked for your advice. Oh my goodness, you kind of stumped me. I think because they can genuinely feel that I want to help in their suffering. If they can end, I don't, I don't heal anyone. I don't empower anyone. I guide you. I, I'm like a Sherpa. I've been telling women lately. I'm like, 
Let's get your empowerment tool, like the rucksack, the backpack full of tools, get you out of the valley and let's go trekking up the mountaintop and put the tools that work for you. So I've been on this long journey to figure out what works for me. And so I think that I am a no bullshit policy and people can feel that. I mean, we all know that now you scroll enough, you've interviewed enough people like I can smell contrived and fake a mile away. That's what I think it is. It's yeah. like it's like you don't. You, what I think is so great about you is you've actually been through it. I've been through it. So yeah. you're like a practitioner as opposed to like some guru that's like, I can change your life yeah. and motivate you. It's a different and energy. A, yeah, 140 characters on your bio on Instagram saying you're an expert in something. Right. Give me a break. I think that that's yeah. what's so compelling about you is that you've actually been there and you've been through it. And one thing and the reason, the main reason I wanted to have you on the podcast and I would love for you to go off on this is you're such an advocate for testing your hormones. Yes. And you say, you. and you've said this in most of your content is you say, if you haven't tested your hormones, like you don't even know what you're dealing yeah. with. Can you talk about that with women? Yes. So ladies, at 38 in LA, I went through, you know, you go through these, and I'm sure you're feeling it. You've talked openly about postpartum. So you know the roller coaster, right? So your body's going to be going through this transition, right? And if you're breastfeeding towns and like all the things. So at 38, I, I broke out in horrific cystic acne. And for somebody that is part Asian and I've always had immaculate skin, it was devastating, and I didn't know why. I did not know why. I just thought it was stress. I thought it was we were eating crap. I don't know, drinking. That was devastating. I wish someone would have told me to start checking my hormones then because I had horrific PMS. I had debilitating PMS. I feel like two weeks out of the month, which is half of your life, I needed antidepressants. And I've been down that route. I was on Wellbutrin. I was on Clonopin, all the anti-anxiety medications, all the things. And so jump to 44, 45 after half housewives. And you never figured it out at 38. No. You just went through it. You're just going through it. Just okay. going through okay. it. No, literally thinking I'm mental. I literally thought I tried all the antidepressants. So this then fast forward like six years later, yeah. housewives. Okay. Yeah. Right. I remember I was walking and I had listened to a great podcast and and I got in my car and I was at the light and I was all lit up, energy's high. And all of a sudden I was like, I just wanted to start crying. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like, what is wrong with me? I just had this great walk. And I'm like, I've got to figure this out. And I don't know who it was. I don't know how it was, but I got my blood work done. And I was negative three in testosterone at 44. Negative three. So what is the the overall like conversation? Oh, you're going to be 45. Your, your body falls apart. Just deal with it. No. You know what I mean? I'm like, I got a lot of life to live. I have like, been a late bloomer and I don't even subscribe to that term anymore. So all you ladies that feel like you're not where you should be at your point in life, I just turned 51 and I'm just getting started, right? So you are where you're supposed to be at the right time. So checked my hormones, got flooded with testosterone. Aaron was like, get off me. <laughs> I was getting back hair, act like all those things because my, this- You needed to balance it out. Yeah, heavily, heavily. I, yeah. it wasn't done properly. So I'm like, okay, I tried that and it didn't work. And so I've been on this journey. And again, my pain for the purpose, ladies learn from me, start younger because everything from the plastics to the additives in the foods, all the endocrine disruptors, like perimenopause is happening a lot earlier. Seed oils, all that shit. All of it, yep. all of it. So get ahead of it so you can enjoy. My 40s were a blur. That's why I truly feel like TIFF 2.0. And so, and then 
after menopause, it's even better because you get your hormones regulated and you don't have to deal with period. It's awesome. Right. It's I so know, good. It's very nice. I know. It's so good. So when you did hormone replace it, were the pellets the what you were using? Yeah, I do. I do pellets. I do testosterone pellets. I have a compounded natural progesterone. Why are you touching your butt? Do you put oh, them in your butt? Yeah. 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 Wait, you put them in your butt? Yeah, no, no, no. I know you're fascinated with the butt. <laughs> <laughs> you're a godly. Where do you put them? I keep thinking about it. I'm like, when can I send my butt hole? Um, <laughs> No, it's just under the skin. And I love the company. I'm a spokeswoman for them. It's called Soto Polytherapy. They are awesome because they check your levels. Like I need to go in two more weeks. I just got a new pellet a month ago. At six weeks, they want to check your levels. They check everything so that they keep you regulated. So you're not constantly dipping. Wait, I, I'm sorry. And so they I don't, put a pellet yeah. right under your skin. It's like literally a like little right, lidocone. Like right here. Yeah, right, right up here. like on the top part of your hip. Like where you would get a B12 shot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and the owner, she explained it to me. I interviewed her. It's like your bloodstream every time your your every time your heart beats. It's like a lollipop, and it just gets the right. So it's not for everyone. A lot of women are nervous about it because it's in it's implanted and it's there for a good three or four months. But you've never felt better. Never felt better. But blanketly, what I think so is for everybody, men, women, is no like people don't check their hormones or get their blood work often enough. Yeah, right? and go, go to the right provider that checks all the thing. I know you have issue with your thyroid that you've up and down with. So with the thyroid, are they like the T4? T, I don't know the proper verbiage, but the testosterone, the free testosterone, the estradiol, right? I had a little bit of an issue this spring with realizing I didn't need the estrogen pellet. So are you reading, are you eating hormone enriched, you know, they're supporting your, your hormones, eat the right foods. And some women prefer a cream. They get a testosterone cream, but Men, Aaron's about to start testosterone. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, we've they go, a, you guys go through andropause. Sure. And we, we've had a lot of doctors and we've talked about this a lot on the show. And we talk about a lot of different supplements and different things you can do. But I think people sometimes get overwhelmed because we talk about so many yeah. different options. And what I keep trying to tell people is you can listen to all those options, but it's kind of pointless if you don't know where your levels are at. Get the data. Get the data first, the and, data. Then, and then go in and be like, okay, my vi this X vitamin's lower, yes. this hormone's lower, and then take some of the information from this show or others and supplement. Yes. Because if you're just doing a bunch of stuff and you have no idea where your levels are at, yeah. you're kind of just in the dark, and there's it's going to be overwhelmed. Well, this, and you're gonna what happened to me at forty four, forty five? You know, it was a nightmare. I was so aggro; it made me worse. And then I was gaining weight, and was trying to do intermittent fasting while I was unhealthy with adrenal fatigue and it doesn't work and you're working out so hard and you have to do the opposite when you're healing your adrenals, you need yep. to slow down on your workouts. So it was a hot mess for like a year and a half. This is a reminder yeah, that's a that good I point. have to get my hormones checked. Yes. But honestly, I just hate getting my blood drawn. Ugh. It's worth it. Just shift it, shift it into Ugh. how good you're going to feel getting them checked. And I, again, I agree with you. Because you can overdo things too. If you're like, you if you say your certain levels are already high enough, you could overdo yes. it. Right. And, so for and, and me, I did that with estrogen. I got I had an estrogen pill and it was a little too hot. I was too. Yeah, hot. because what might be, work for you might not work for Lauren and, and vice versa. And that's again the blood work, the data go to someone that can read it. And I loved. I went all the way to Scottsdale. Now we have a provider in Dallas, but I flew to Scottsdale and he was wonderful and, and explained. And I was taking DHEA and he was like, eh, like certain things. I was like, oh, everybody's taking this and everybody's taking that. Even the supplements, right? It's like, are your D3, K2, all the things, but get it checked. 
get this information. I love that you guys are interviewing all of people that I love, but then cherry pick, like find what works for you. And you start with your blood work. All right. When I moved to Austin, I decided to completely make over my cleaning supplies. And every single person that I had on the podcast, I would ask afterwards, what cleaning supplies do you use? And across the board, very knowledgeable, highly successful people told me that they use Branch Basics. It's a non-toxic cleaning product. I really want to interview the founder too to like get into it, but basically it's fragrance-free. It's biodegradable. It's baby and pet safe. Basically, Branch Basics is a one concentrate model that makes laundry detergent, which is my favorite, obviously, hand soap, dish soap, all-purpose cleaner, bathroom cleaner. I just overhauled my entire house. That's all we have. There's nothing else in our house to clean with. There's like seriously like apple cider vinegar and Branch Basics. That's it. After having so many smart people on the podcast, they've told us that toxins are the major cause of endocrine disruption. And it's so crazy all the things these toxins can cause in the hormones. You can just be really imbalanced. And I noticed, and I've talked about this a lot, my postpartum recovery with Towns has been so different than Zaza. And I have to say, I think some of that has to do with the cleaning supplies. There's so many ingredients that are known to cause cancer, cause nervous system disorders, even asthma. And I have these little tiny chihuahua dogs that are smelling the floor. And then I have a baby that's on the floor and Zaza's so short. Like I need to make sure the cleaning supplies that I'm using are legit. So we got 15% off for you. I used my own code. You can get 15% off any starter kit when you use code skinny at branchbasics.com. I started and would recommend the premium starter kit. It has all your cleaning needs. Again, that's code skinny for 15% off all starter kits except the trial kit. Delta Airlines is the move when you're traveling. If you want to travel well and you want to arrive feeling better than when you left, you got to fly with Delta Airlines. They just raise the bar in every way. And let me tell you why. They partnered with Peloton and they offer new classes in the clouds. This is a collection featuring guided breathing, you guys. You can breathe on the plane. That is so amazing for your nervous system, especially if you get nervous when flying. And they also have stretches led by Peloton instructors. You should also know they have new plant-based dishes that provide sustainable alternatives. So they have like organic, gluten-free, nutrient-packed snacks. And let me tell you, they're good. I've tried them. Another thing that they have that is like my vibe are premium herbal teas. They have Explorer cold brews and they have a sparkling wine. So they have all the things and they offer locally sourced food and beverages through Delta's Fresh Farm program. They just really didn't miss a detail. And I appreciate that. Delta One's bedding sets are now made with more than 100 recycled plastic bottles each and stowed away in new reusable bedding bags. It's almost like someone came in and just like edited the whole airline of like what it should be. And that is Delta Airlines. You have to also check out the Delta Sky Clubs. They're absolutely gorgeous. So if you're looking to travel, book with Delta. Wherever life takes you, travel well with Delta Airlines. Visit delta.com slash travel well to learn more. You know, two things that have helped with balancing my hormones, and this is what's worked for me postpartum because the first postpartum was a fucking disaster. Mm. Looking back, fucking disaster. We almost didn't get through it. I honestly, like, mm. it was like, so, I was so depressed. But this time, what's really helped is weightlifting 
that has helped so much. Yes. I cannot recommend it enough. Again, go do your own research. But like for women, I think that that's something to look into. No, I love I've seen you talk about that. And I love that you were mentioning that because especially postmenopausal as well. It's like the bone density, the 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 muscle and all of the benefits. I've been eating red meat like twice a week. I mean, I was good for you. I know. And I was we were vegan. And then Aaron had some gut issues. We we're plant based for two years. And even, you know, eating, I woke up, we had beef tacos, of course, grass fed, all the things. The next morning I woke up and went to a pretty strenuous bar class and killed it. I was so strong. So combining all those things with the weight training at any age, really at any age. Yeah. Weightlift, but I'm not talking about two and I, you and I, I think are on the same page, but just for anyone who's listening, I'm not talking about going and swinging kettlebell, kettlebells and running on a treadmill and listening to techno music. That's not what I'm talking. I'm not talking about that would crossfit. That, that would surge my nervous system. It's the, that is the yeah. not what I'm talking no. about. I'm talking about weightlifting with intention and taking breaks yes. in between and and be, really being strategic with which muscle I'm, I'm working on. And the other thing is cold plunging. I haven't gone there. I know y'all are all into it. I do. I did do my. I did all the things for y'all. I'm like, I got to show up with. A, like, we could probably do. A, you know, one up each other on our morning routine. But I want to. You know, I'm gonna ask you that. I'm like, I watch y'all do that, and I'm all about it. the Wim Hof stuff. But. You, you got to try cold plunging. I know. I know. I know. I hate it so much. I'm one of those people that will like inch into a cold pool. I'll do the contrast shower all day long, but I I know because the inflammation because I'm so about lowering inflammation. I'm almost there. Not quite yet. Here's I love the infrared sauna, you'll but I'm not. You'll hate it in the yeah. beginning and then you'll crave it and you'll have yeah. a hard time. This not is doing what it. completely reframed it for me. Instead of looking like I hate the cold, look at it like this. It's the hardest thing, hopefully, you're going to do all day yeah. mentally. Yeah. And when you do the hardest thing that you're going to do all day mentally in the beginning of your day, everything else is 1000%. Easy. So it's like the way I look at it is like, okay, this is so hard. But when I'm done with it, it's like you just feel so accomplished. accomplished. You feel less inflamed. You have more energy. I swear to God, I don't. It balances me out immediately. It's yeah. the weirdest thing ever. It's so amazing on many levels. The psychological part is such a benefit. I mean, Tony Robbins has been talking about it for years to this day. He's like, I hate doing this every morning. He hates doing it, but he knows he has to do it. Yeah, I think I look at all this kind of stuff like weightlifting or you know, any of this kind of or even with work, it's like. You can find a ton of success in life if you're just somebody that's willing to do what 99% of people aren't willing to do, right? And it's not to say you have to be some crazy performer, but just, you know, if you're if you're one of those people that's like, I'm going to do what the majority of people will never do Mm -hmm. consistently, like you have an edge on everybody. Oh, yeah. You know? One percenter. One (laughs) percenter. Your morning routine, you know, I'm going to ask you, give us the whole breakdown. And then I also need to know your nighttime routine. Okay. Non-negotiable. I am so stealth. No one like can penetrate my morning routine because it has gotten me off of antidepressants and it is my VIP meeting. And so any woman that has this idea, even my mom, I have to give my mom so much credit because she would get up about 4.30 or 5 before my dad. She would read her Bible, put on her makeup, drink her coffee, and she had like a little mirror by by the couch. And so by the time she woke us up, she was so in a good place. And she was never rushed. It was never those crazy mornings. She would make us hot breakfast. And and then I got older and I realized, wow, like she's the original morning routine advocate, right? So I wake up and I have a trigger right when, and it's the same in the evening, I have a trigger or an anchor in NLP. 
right when my toes hit the ground. So if you don't catch your thoughts in the first 20 seconds when you wake up and start flooding, like I'm going to have such a great day. Even if your body, like in a hormone, wants to stay in bed, I just start flooding. I'm like, oh, I'm so grateful. I'm alive. I'm awake. As soon as my toes hit the ground, I start my gratitude. Go pee all the way down to the couch. I am whatever I can think of. I'm flooding myself because my mind is so powerful. I can, I mean, chronic complainers come from a line of chronic complainers. Had to do a lot of rewiring. I start making the coffee. We're real bougie about our coffee. And, you know, no, actually, oh my gosh, back it up. I start with the chlorophyll and lemon water. Can't believe I skipped that. Chlorophyll and lemon water. I douse it. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. And then I start the pour overs and we make pour overs. And Aaron might come down. Sometimes he gets up first and he'll start them. But I start the binaural beats in the kitchen on Sonos, like before, because my mind is so what, powerful. What What's your yeah. <laughs> 528. Yeah. 528, yeah. All right. All right. We're on yes. the same frequency. Right. Yes. It just says so, a, that says a lot right there. Yeah. I have to start it in the kitchen because that is when I'll be like, well, what is it? And I don't know. What am I doing with my life? And, you know, even at this <laughs> you're so, point, you're so like everyone right? going down and <laughs> yeah. So I have to flood the kitchen. I get the aroma of the coffee, and we're real particular about our coffee. And so, what's your go-to coffee right now? I need to know. Well, we love Bulletproof. We've just done all the research, and it's the cleanest, and we love okay. the flavor, and we like the. I think it's called the Mentalist. Okay, I'm gonna that check one. it out. I'm yeah. check it out. But we do. I mean, we have all our things, and I put Himalayan pink salt, and sometimes I'll put grass-fed butter. Sometimes I put um, coconut oil, a lot need, of cinnamon in the Ceylon, our, our Ceylon, the Ceylon cinnamon. You've got to put the cinnamon in your coffee. Yeah. You made me a cup of just plain ass black coffee today. I need, I need you to up your shit. I don't think black's bad. Like it's luckily it's not like a bunch of sweet. Well, if you're intermittent fasting, you should do Yeah, black. that's the thing. If you're, if you're going to do intermittent, but. Yeah. Okay. But I met a couple in New York that told me that she gets her coffee in bed and her husband wafts it in her face. Okay. I need you to right. walk. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Go right, ahead. Right, right, right. That's extra. Take a tip, guys. Yeah. So we love our coffee. I go back upstairs and I have what I call a spirit spot. I have a meditation chair that's real comfy. I brought you a gift. So I've heard you talk about like your friends in New York. Are they putting their feet in kick, you know, a litter box because they can't ground? So I actually, when I went through melanoma, my holistic doctor said, I want you to get a grounding mat because you have to be on the phone and on the laptop so much. So it's actually a, a grounding mat. When you are on the computer, you can literally, you're grounding. So the creator of this, actually, you should do a collab and get him to make a pink one because it's just black and ugly. But it's amazing. So I sit on my grounding mat while I'm meditating with the 528 going off. Like Joe Dispenza, I got the angels. I call in God, Jesus, like Archangel Michael. I go through, I have such vivid visuals and I love it. I love it. And some days are harder than other. You know, those days are just like, I can't get into it. And then when you click in, it's magic. And I just, you love yourself and you get clarity. And I set my intention. It's everything is about the power of intention for me. I mean, I know that's Dr. Dyer like 20 years ago, but it, the book, the concepts hold true today. And I can get out of that meditation chair and face the world. So coffee, medit you don't want to see me until I, I got my morning routine. That's what I tell Michael. I say, just let me meditate. Yeah. Let me make the bed. Yeah. Let me get my light. My I, could be I could be better about the morning routine. Yeah, but you've, yeah. I've been impressed. You've been trying to meditate. Are you meditating? I'm Aaron trying. just started. I'm trying. Yeah. I mean, I've listened to, I've had too many smart people like yourself come on here and, and talk about the benefits. And, and I feel like I'm clicked in in a lot of other areas, but that's, that's an area I've struggled to 
to jump into? Well, what I recommend and what I tell the women I coach is that we are getting all this information. Transcendental, are you doing? I'm a dynamic meditator. I visualize while I'm meditating. My mind is too crazy. I'm an artist. So when I first tried it, like most people, you are an overachiever and then you suck at it and you can't calm your mind and then you feel defeated and you don't want to do it. But when I let my imagination soar and I do the breath work with it, that's what works for me. So finding a way that works for you. And that's what Aaron's doing now. He's like, I've been watching you do this. And it, like, he's, I'm a totally different woman than he married. I haven't liked the ones where there's someone talking to you in yeah. your head. I yeah. need it to be, for whatever reason, I know like she's been a fan of, and listen, a lot of those guys and girls that do that are great. But like for me, I haven't enjoyed when there's somebody talking to me. I wanted to, like, I could do it with the hurts. And, and I'm the same way. Like when I was going through healing, my doctor wanted me to get my lymph nodes out. After I had the melanoma surgery, I was like, absolutely not. My intuition says I don't need another surgery. So I did the healing and cleansing all my lymph nodes. And I did the Joe Dispenza. And then I went back to just myself and the sound. I think you go through seasons with meditation. The Joe Dispenza morning meditation is my favorite because I feel like it's a strategy session with myself. Well, absolutely. I mean, I want him to come on the show and talk to him. But when I listen, he, he sounds like we're going to outer space together. We are going to outer right? space. Right, like that's though. what it sounds no, like. No, I go like, to the ethers. Yeah, but it's I like, 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 I like ethers. settle down for I like a moment. It. But so I like, can whoa, understand. Whoa. When you're starting out, I do agree. Aaron, Aaron is the same way. He's getting into it now and he's seeing some shifts. And even when we were driving recently and I'm terrible with him when he's driving and I'm just terrible backseat driver and it's always a fight. It's always stressful. And he was like, babe, can you put on the 528? Yeah. And I'm like, in the car. I'm like, wow, it, this is shifting when we're like putting it on the car. Yeah, right? I, I love the 528. You know what else? It's why I've never gotten into yoga because I go to these studios and then the teacher's like, just settle down. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I can't, I can't do that. My two-year-old daughter the other day looked at me and said, I want frequencies. And oh, I said, I what? That. And she goes, frequencies. <laughs> oh, she, I'm like, I don't think a two-year-old's ever asked for that. But uh, <laughs> she, is she loves- a crystal baby? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah, Whatever that means, that. people have said that. I mean, but Towns has the eyes too. He's very, he's very alert. Oh, yeah, it's nice. Even just your the few videos, I'm like, they have such alert eyes that that she is going to be drawn to things like that. People think we Photoshop the eyes, like people because they're they are so unusual and strong and powerful. Like her grandmother can, had those eyes. Wow. No, the the eye conversation on Instagram, I get attacked on in my DMs. I'm just never going to address it. They think you a put big, a filter on it? They think I put a filter oh on my They goodness. think we make the eyes bigger. And it's funny because like, do you think we have the time and energy to go through every video and every picture and do that? And also the eyes are the, th- there's something in, in the head that never changed size, even from, you know, like yeah. the, you're born with the same size eyes that you're going to oh, have. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Wow. And so I'm like, listen, you're just going to keep going through life and the eyes are going to still be the yeah. same. Are yeah, you so an indigo child? Yeah. I know. I can tell. Yeah. I can tell. Yeah. I can tell, tell right away. Yeah. Okay. So you told us your morning routine. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear your nighttime routine. Tell. Okay. I am not a stealth with my evening routine and I'm getting there. But the one thing that I is a non-negotiable, I can tell it's part of because I'm seeing such amazing results because we'll Netflix and chill and I'm falling asleep like Dahmer right now. It's like, well, you're going to wake up and have some crazy like, you know, Handmaid's Tale. Like, why am I falling asleep to this? Like, it is really, whether it's Theta, Beta, Delta, whatever brain, you know, frequency that you're in, it truly does affect your sleep. And I already have vivid dreams anyway. But one thing that is like transformational is, again, the trigger or anchor. As soon, Even if we Netflix and chill and then I wake up and stumble upstairs and get in bed, as soon as my, and I'm sleeping, I've trained myself not, to sleep on my side, you know, just 
for preservation and wrinkles. Oh yeah, it's a thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, you gotta yeah. sleep on your back. Yeah. So I've got two pillows like bumpers oh, shit. <laughs> on the side. No, I'm I'm going on about three months. I have broken the habit. I'm hard side sleeper. So I get all that settled. And as soon as my head, I say, I intend to wake up as my highest self, full of joy, so happy. I'm going to rock tomorrow. It's going to be an amazing day. Something to that effect. And I wake up and I'm like, shit, that really works. You you, know? you you seem like you're really rooted in gratitude with anything you do. Oh, yeah. Well, I think with a near-death experience or something to that, you know, everyone's spiritual awakening is different. You know, I was in Shea, in the Shea, Shea Seychelles on a modeling job doing sunrise yoga. And I had just, I hadn't hit rock bottom yet, but I was just starting to crack. Someone had given me the artist's way. I know you love that book. And I was doing my morning pages and I started journaling and I was there and the sunrise overwhelmed me. And I just started crying and I didn't know why. Because I wasn't like, I didn't allow myself to cry. So when you go through what I've been through, you're like, I got a second chance. I should be dead. I mean, the Hollywood Hills parties I've been to doing drugs with random people. I mean, I could, I should be dead over and over and over. There are so many situations that my angels, God, like I was protected because I have been in, I've been in Ibiza in some crazy situations doing drugs in London underground bars. I should be dead. I think that you were put here to help other women. You can totally see that through your content, your message, your like just your intention. You can tell what it is. Yeah. Where can everyone find you to work with you? How can they work with you? What does that look like? TiffanyHunter.com. I have done some masterminds and some group programs. I love one-on-one because we pray together. We set intentions together. We partner. I don't call my clients just clients. They're partners. It's very high end. It's very high touch. I keep my roster very small because my TV hosting and everything I'm doing on the platform, My Wellness by Nature, we have a show called So Thrive with Tiffany Hendra. And it is all about living with intention and the small changes, just like you guys interviewing, taking these nuggets from all these different doctors and experts to create your own wellness path. So are you, are you, you know, being proactive about your wellness and thinking well thoughts, living a well life? Or are you like stat 911? I'm, you know, like I was, I've had a lot of these little health crises. It all goes together, whether it's on those platforms with my partners or it is one-on-one with women. It's about ending your suffering, ending your own suffering. And a lot of these women, they are like, I just take an antidepressant, you're 45, it's over. Out to pasture, right? You're it is old. that energy. It's so weird yeah. with women. And I'm here to stop it. I'm here to stop it. I feel better. 36, 50, I feel better now than I did at 36. I was not even like, you're, you're like all about the hydration. I wasn't drinking water. I was like, literally, I, when I think about water, the f- simple thing of women like, I'm so tired. What do I do in the afternoon? I'm like, have you hydrated? Just try the water. And they're like, oh my God. I'm like, it's something so simple. When you're stressed out, take some deep breaths. Women are shallow breathers. So how are you thriving in life? And to me, thriving with you know this concept of hashtag so thrive, it's are you living within the intention to live well? Are you living with the intention to spread love in the world? It's either dis-ease or it's love. It's either illness or wellness. Hate can be transmuted into love simply. Simple shifts. 
I think that you already have helped a lot of women, but I think you are going to continue to help a lot of women. I think this is so unique and like very, very important conversation because it's true. It's 45. They're trying to put you out to pasture. You're right. Get on the antidepressant. And I also think women and alcohol is not talked enough about. You hear so much about with men, but but a lot of I feel like there's a lot of like and I'm seeing this on TikTok, too. There's a lot of like women who are secretly having a bottle of wine every night. Yeah. And I I was one of those, not a bottle every but. The issue as well, when you get to that age, when I think back in my party, even just until six, seven years ago, I cannot believe how much I drank. I cannot believe what I could put back. I would mix constantly. I mean, from skinny margarita to the rosé to crystal to bourbon or whatever like that. Now that I know it's a poison. So ladies, when you are like when we're younger, we can metabolize things different. So when your hormones start changing, like it's disempowering, start paying attention. It is like, how does this make me feel, right? The conversation I'm having with this friend that always calls me that wants to gossip, how does that make me feel, right? I didn't like the way it made me feel anymore when before it was like, woohoo. I think the first step is becoming aware of how you feel. And that's what I think meditation has helped me with Mm -hmm. so much, especially Joe Dispenza. It's like actually being aware of the conversation, maybe the friends calling you where it's gossiping and tapping in and being like, wait, this doesn't feel good. I also like I'm a big fan of taking inventory at the end of the night and being like, "Okay, what could I have done better today Mm -hmm. and where can I improve? And then also waking up with an intention of inventory being like, okay, I, today I have 12 calls. Like my intention is to listen yeah. instead of talk. Like I, I think that it's important to take inventory and book in your days with that. Yeah. It's about presence. You know, the power of now, the Eckhart Tolle book was transformational. My husband is an artist, so he's got, he's totally in his head a lot. He's just creating. And so presence, right? And with yourself, we want to be seen and heard by other people, but do you even see yourself? Are you listening to yourself? You got to see and hear yourself first. And I had a big chip on my shoulder. My dad didn't, no one listened. I was like, yeah, everybody's hear me. Well, I was like, well, I'm not even tuning in and listening to myself, right? So that that is everything. Presence in each moment, each call, 12 calls, that's a hell of a lot of calls in one day. But you are connecting and what energetic exchange are you going to have with each of those 12 people? It's your responsibility. It is my responsibility. It's all of our, but most people don't take it on. They don't, they're not even conscious. So awareness is everything. I also think even like evaluate, like if you have 12 calls, evaluating how you did after those calls, mm-hmm. like evaluate, oh, I could have listened, like listened more. Just being, just being aware yeah. is the point. Yeah. You're a great, I mean, I, I love you guys together and I love the different perspectives but because I have the gifting of listening, I did being the go-to girl when I was little, I can hold space for people. I didn't realize it then. But when you you ask great questions, you guys are such great interviewers, but it starts with you have to be a great listener. And the act of listening is really when you think of being present, it is the greatest gift that you can give anyone. Well, I appreciate you saying yeah. that. I think it's taken... 500 episodes to get there. Of course. Right? This like, is our 500 episodes. No, no, we, we, just, we just did it, but it's, but it's like 501. Okay. Right? Oh, you're 501. Okay. okay. But still, <laughs> but no, I think like, and, it, and, and listen, we get feedback all the time. Like I, I, and I know, you know, it's been interesting to be in this seat because 
you know, you're having so many of these conversations mm-hmm. and it is about listening, but then also you have to kind of carry a show and make sure that it goes, you know, not oh, off of the rails. Yeah. It's definitely been a practice yeah. of listening. It's made me a better listener in life. I was notoriously not a good listener for a long time. So like this is like a, a weekly or bi-weekly now practice where we go in and actually just like hear all these stories. Yeah. And now it's it, it could be a practice that's now mastery. You know, we talk about the 10,000 hours or anything like that, but it's the same with the coaching. And now I'm interviewing different doctors and experts on So Thrive. And my producer, my partners are like, wow, that was your best interview yet. And I, I think because I have been doing this with women on Zoom or in person where you have to hold space for people and it's so sacred, then in my interviews, it's, you know, so I think everybody needs to do something like this, whatever medium it is for them. I think everyone can work on their listening. What I've found personally, Lauren, tell me if you're wrong. I think we're able to now develop deeper relationships with people faster because even in our private lives now, we're so used to having conversations that are not so one-sided, yeah. right? And so I think when, to your point, when people feel heard, they open up so much more mm. and you can dive much deeper into a relationship with them. It's not so surface, right? Yeah, like I can't, can, and I can't do surface anymore. It's hard. It's yeah. it's very difficult. I mean, it, everything is an energetic exchange and I go deep fast and and I can tell immediately if someone is able to do that or not. And I can I can keep up with them, but I don't. I'm, I will cut that conversation short, right? I like to go deep, but it is, is truly, if we can all bring more presence to the world, I think it would shift the world. It, it, get out of... Put the phone down, sit with yourself, and then get out in the world and navigate that presence with everyone that you encounter, whether you are getting a Starbucks, whether you are at the gym or, or with your friends, because there's nothing more disheartening when you are trying to go to lunch. I've, I've been sacred, even with my lunches, certain people, I keep up leveling. I'm like, I cannot give you two hours because I'm going to leave there and we haven't, you haven't asked me one thing about myself. And it's been all about me holding space for you and all your drama. And I can't do that anymore. I I'm also unavailable. think if you do have to do, go to lunch or do a call with someone or something, I think it's important to set hard stops. So I just say like with with anything, not even if you like love the person, I think it's important to just be like, this is the time that I have yeah. until and just being super upfront with yeah. that. Well, speaking yeah. of alcohol too, and we won't go to- too deep into this because we've talked about it, but I feel if you have to have a drink to get through a dinner or a lunch or a whatever with someone that should be you should listen to that that should be an indication too yeah. like it, without the drink could you bear this conversation or could you have that conversation and i found i, I took a while off drinking like was like 170 days a while back and i found like i was going to all these dinners and lunches and we're just drinking and talking about nothing and having no conversation about anything deep right and you're just like oh the only way that i'm able to bear this and get through it and be entertained is with alcohol and so like cut that out and probably cut some of those people out too yeah. Well, uh-huh. and like you said before, when you become a parent, I'm not, I don't have biological babies, but I have a lot of spiritual daughters. So all of that energy that you're allowing to siphon out yeah, with these people, right? And then the the energy dip and the inflammation that the alcohol causes for the next, it stays in your system seven to 10 days. Is it worth it? Yeah. No, 100. Right? Yeah. The hangovers are not fun. No. Before you go just because of the it cosmetic situation, you have to tell us the top beauty product that you are loving right now. Oh my gosh. There's so many. I'm sure like you, we're constantly trying different things. And I'm, I am because of the melanoma. I am trying to be more clean. I'm not perfect at it because some things you just love. The crunchy foundation I love. Crunchy foundation is clean. It's founded by two women, which I love supporting, you know, female business owners. Crunchy foundation. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, crunchy. 
And Ilya, also female, right, in California. Ilya, I've got that on today. I love it. It's still glowy. It feels good on the skin. I'm a big, the Dr. Dennis wipes I'm obsessed with. So good. And then I just had a facial by a, a woman in Dallas, and she used these amazing French products. I, I will butcher it. It's like Biologique Recharge or something Love like that. that. Yeah. That's, pretty, that's pretty good. So it's a great brand. Yeah. They're P50. I'm, yeah. I was new. I'm new to them. So I'm just kind of dipping my toe. I think you're fabulous. I Come back fabulous. on anytime. Thank, Thank you for coming. Tell us where you where everyone can find you on your Instagram, your TikTok. Yes, at Tiffany Hendra. I keep it easy. I hoe myself out. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffanyhendra.com. And also Tiffany loves ice rolling, you guys. I've oh, I did it this morning. Roll. I know. I've seen her ice rolling. Have you had the balls? No. You tried the, oh, I no. brought you balls. Oh, you I, I brought you the balls. So, thank you. I didn't think you had the balls. I'm going to call, you know, I love the term lady balls. These are going to be my pink lady balls. Those are yes. the only balls you want thank on your you. face. And thank you. I have to say, thank you for making that ice roller because I had all the Amazon janky ones. It doesn't compare. I'm and not trying, I'm just saying. No, no, no. And I'm not either. And I'm not blowing smoke up your ass or anything like that. But I am somebody that uses it. And I did miss that in the morning routine spill. Because while the water is boiling, I do the ice roller. <laughs> I really do. Habit stacking. Yes, habit stacking. And I did it this morning. My hotel had a fridge. So amazing. Well, you look great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thank, Thank you for you. having me. You Thank guys you. are awesome. Wait, don't go. Do you want to win a new Skinny Confidential morning routine planner? All you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this episode with Tiffany on my latest Instagram at Lauren Bostick. And make sure you're following along on TikTok. It's at Lauren Bostick. I am doing a lot of posts there, so it's fun. Anyways, I hope you loved this episode with Tiffany, and we'll see you next time. I recently just did a masterclass with the guru of skin himself, Dr. Dennis Gross, and he broke down why every single person needs vitamin C. He has the best vitamin C. It's a vitamin C that I have been using for as long as I can remember, even before I met him. And he sort of did like a 2.0 of it. It's Dr. Dennis's vitamin C lactic, and it's going to give you firmer, brighter, stronger skin. The best part is, though, it helps with hyperpigmentation so much. I cannot even tell you. Michael does not struggle from hyperpigmentation. He's a lucky bitch. But he notices that it helps with fine lines and wrinkles. And this is a really easy product to manipulate your husband or boyfriend into. It's just like so easy. It's like add some vitamin C. Everyone needs it to reduce dark spots and hyperpigmentation. And also it reduces wrinkles. It's like a very easy product. So the lactic acid is the move and it just is a high performing vitamin C. Dr. Dennis broke it down in the masterclass. He's also been on the podcast multiple times and has talked about the importance of this. In the masterclass too, he said, if you're going to use one other tool with your vitamin C, you should check out the LED masks. He's like all about it, especially if you have acne. It has like a lot of things in the LED light that kills bacteria. So those are the two products that he recommends. My personal favorite, I shout this out every single time I talk about Dr. Dennis Gross, is the Blue Tub. And it's an oil-free moisturizer and I use it under my makeup and it gives me bouncy skin. So those are the Dr. Dennis Rex, and they have a code for you. You are going to use code SKINNY at checkout. You get 20% off your first purchase. That is such a major discount. You can visit drdennisgross.com for more information. Like I said, the products that you want to check out are the vitamin C lactic. You want to get the LED mask, maybe the neck mask, and then definitely that oil-free moisturizer. 
Use code SKINNY at checkout and enjoy. <laughs> 